In today's bonus episode, join us as real estate heavyweights have a chance to go some extra rounds into this week's topic. Everyone, I'm here with Aaron Smith. Hey, Aaron. Hey, hey. And Aaron serves Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky, and he's with Keller Williams Advisors. And we were talking about buying leads. And Aaron, I know you coach a lot of a lot of agents, especially there at the office. What are your thoughts on buying leads? Uh, yeah, it's it's hot topic, and a lot of people have pretty strong views one way or the other. <laughs> you think? You yeah. should have seen the responses. Yeah, I mean, and everybody, you know, they get their pitchforks out. My my thoughts is it's more about the the, the person, right? Okay. It's more about, more about the the person in question and what their strengths are. You know, I know I moved to the Cincinnati market from outside of the area. Mm-hmm. And were it not for some form of paid leads in one way or the other, I probably would have had a harder time getting up and running. Okay. Um, so, so you're saying like a good way to maybe build um, your database. Yeah, well, yes. And and so here's here's my thought. When we're talking about paid leads, that is a really broad topic, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of paid leads are we talking about? And every single lead source falls into a funnel somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So if you when you ask me what what are my form or what are my thoughts on paid leads, it's like, okay, well, if I'm paying uh, 60 cents a lead for a Facebook lead, that, that may come in off of a, a Facebook form or an ad that I put out there, I've got to realize that that's pretty top of the funnel, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We have no idea whether they're 24 months out from buying a house or whether they're three days out from making an offer on a house. But if I'm paying money for a Zillow lead, you got to think about what's the intent of the person that comes in as a lead. Mm-hmm. They're like more closer to the bottom, I imagine. Yeah, they're closer to the bottom of the funnel. Mm-hmm. So the chances are I'm going to get a lead. I'm going to go show a house. They may not buy that exact house, but I have a face-to-face opportunity with somebody to to create a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, admittedly, I, I spend money on Zillow leads. Okay. And, oh, uh, no, those pitchforks are coming right to you. I hope they do, and I hope, <laughs> I hope everybody wants to start an argument about it because here's the thing, too. Like we, we, we're about to go under contract with a buyer that is north of three quarters of a million dollars because we picked up the phone and they didn't have an agent to represent them. Hmm. And guess what? That 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 eight hundred thousand dollar lead knows other people likely or works with other people who also need to buy and sell. Right. We we're starting to see a probably about, and I, forgive me because I don't know the exact number, but somewhere between five and six deals a year come from referrals from previous leads that we got from paid referrals or paid nice. leads from websites. So it's like we're starting to see a residual now. So our ROI is growing. So when it comes right down to it, when you're paying for leads, number one, it's all about the skill set of the person receiving the lead. If you don't have the patience to follow up with leads that aren't ready to buy for 17 months, you don't need to spend 69 cents a lead for for Facebook leads because you're just not going to follow up with them. Mm-hmm. Only two of those people, or two out of a hundred people, are going to lead to a sale in the first year, ish, depending on right how many where leads, right mm-hmm. the lead, you know. But if you're buying leads that are closer to the bottom of the funnel, you're gonna you're gonna pay more for them. And you just do you to- have any other sources that you know of or that you use that are closer to the bottom of the funnel? If people wanted to buy leads, that it may be something for them to look into. Yeah, I mean, so. Paid leads, not not as much. I mean, you're either buying it from a platform like Zillow or Realtor.com where uh-huh. it's 
the intent is they want to go see a house, which means they're closer to the bottom of the funnel. Right. You look at the top of the funnel, like Facebook, which my two, my two sources of, of non-organic leads are Facebook leads. So okay. long-term nurture and then Zillow leads, which are short-term more they're buying in the next three months. Okay. I mean, outside of that. Can the Zillow ones, I thought you could do like, I'm not Zillow, I'm sorry, Facebook. I thought you could do like more targeting and stuff. Can you? Yeah, you can. However, I mean, so we, we launched a Facebook ad campaign through our system last week and we were targeting a specific condo complex in Northern Kentucky. Okay. The description, it had the the name of the condo complex and it had a picture of one of the condos. And, you know, we, we had, we spent $20 on the ad. We got 29 leads that came in in four days. That's a lot of leads. That's a lot. We followed up with every single one of those leads and only two out of the 30 had any interest in buying condos. The rest were just like, oh, I I know somebody who lives in the neighborhood. I was just curious. (laughs) However, however, we do have a phone number and we do have a, an email for Mm -hmm. all those leads. And we have the ability to set them up on a specific email drip campaign Mm -hmm. that they get information about their neighborhood. And here's the other thing too. We, we actually... We, we farm our leads a little differently than some people do. We kind of go a little a layer deeper. Okay. We go into the tax records and we see if they own real estate. Oh, okay. And if they do, our message with the follow-up is, here's what's going on with your house, your neighborhood, all this stuff. And it's more of like a mass customization thing. So we're following up with them in a very customized way, I guess. We're not mm-hmm. just saying, here's what's going on in greater Cincinnati. We're saying, hey, here's what's, if they live in, Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. It's like, Hey, here's what's going on in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Home prices are up 9% over the last two years. Right. No, that makes sense. And I thought I really like your point about you really have to know yourself and what you're willing and not willing to do. Don't spend money on anything. If you're not going to really follow through with it and give it the care and love it needs. I mean, in general, that's good advice. (laughs) If if somebody really wanted to test that, it's like, okay, if I'm going to spend money on uh, Facebook leads, Okay. Uh-huh. That's not an expensive proposition to test out. It's like, okay, drop 50 bucks on it and see if you see how you like the follow-up and, and the results you get. If you don't want to drop money on it, go to anybody else in your office, whatever real estate company you're with, go to anybody else in your office. Hey, who has an abundance of leads that they haven't followed up with? I'll pay you 30% referral on every single one that I close. Yeah. Bust out a bunch of calls. That's on that. a great idea. Test it out. See if you even like it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you there's agents in every single real estate office across the country that are getting Zillow leads that they're not following up with. I think you you're right. If you don't want it to be a, uh, uh, an expense, if you don't want to pay for Zillow leads, but you still want the opportunities, mm-hmm. go talk to agents who are screwing it up and say, hey, look, <laughs> if, you have any, if you have any leftover leads, I'd like to try them out and I'll pay you a referral fee if I close them. That way yeah. it's a sale now, you're not paying out of pocket. And there's really the only thing you have invested is the time it took you to follow up and, and uh, convert the lead. And you would assume that if the leads that were kind of passed over were pretty good, then likely if you did pay for it, it would be a little bit better. I imagine that's not a huge leap. Well, you would assume that the agents are cherry picking the good stuff. But... <laughs> right, exactly. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Nathan Elser. Hey, Nathan. 
Hey, how you doing? Super. And he's with the Elser Home Team in Las Vegas oh. <laughs> with Keller Williams Realty. And we were talking about should agents buy leads? What do you think, Nathan? Uh, well, most definitely. I, I think a better question is what is your preferred method of payments? I, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. All right. Well, I, I know you have like a big a big team. So like what when you say they should definitely buy leads, like can you explain that a little bit? Well, I, I think that everybody everybody buys leads for for sure. It's just, you know, how how do you buy them? Some people buy them with their their time and effort, you know, with open houses and door knocking. Other people buy with out-of-pocket expense, whether that's realtor.com, Zillow, uh, Facebook, which is one of my favorites. Um, it, it just all depends. So the good question is, is how do you want to pay and what's best for you? Everybody's in a yeah. different circumstance. What's worked for you? What leads do you buy? Uh, I've, I've worked quite a few. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Zillow, although okay. that there's people out there I know that convert them at a very high level. Yeah. Um, they've got systems and maintenance in place and I, I wouldn't bash their business model, but it's just not for me. I love Facebook preferably. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I do a lot of lot of uh, paid advertisements, uh, sponsored sponsored pay per click uh, lead capture through them. Is that like on your um, like listings and sales, or is it just general? Depends. Depends okay. on the listings, and then I'll I'll do uh, lists here for for Vegas too. So obviously, swimming pools are very big in Vegas. Oh, don't talk <laughs> to us about swimming. It's winter. Right. Well, here it's it's a, a balmy seventy two degrees. The sun's out and everything's good. Nice. Uh, summer gets scorching, so you know summertime we'll run an ad. Homes with a pool four hundred k and under, and that nice attraction. Um, also we've, we've got some really good price points for new builds. So we'll run an ad, Hey, saying new home, 250 K and other, Oh my God, look at that kitchen and <laughs> get some really good traction with that. So is that like a squeeze page? Uh, yeah. So it's, it's going to funnel right in my, to, to my IDX. So it, it pops okay. right over to my page. I capture all their information. They give me permission to reach out and then nice. it right into my own IDX that, uh, that obviously builds them a profile and, and goes from there. So. Perfect. So you're doing that. It sounds like to kind of build your database. I assume yeah. you're doing like a bunch of stuff like inside of your database too. Oh yeah. It, it depends. I mean, we're, we're, we're basically funneling things in and then also running programs for, um, for past client referrals too. So we've cool. got a whole bunch of odds and ends little feelers yeah. out there we're just messing with. Um, I actually came from Reno down to Vegas to, to run a team. So I didn't start off with like this huge sphere of influence or anything like that. It's all been online lead capture and then yeah. cultivating the relationships that I get from that. Well, and that's one thing that Monica and I talked about on the podcast. It was like, if you don't have a big sphere, like it, mm -hmm. it could be a good way to do it depending on, like you said, what are you going to buy? So like we, I buy like expireds and for sale by owner numbers, which technically I guess are the same as like Zillow leads. It's just cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I guess I don't, I've never bought Zillow leads, but like, yeah. yeah. So do you think that app, are you trying to get your database to like a certain point and then you would like maybe stop doing it and just work on the database or do you see yourself yeah. just always 
if if I if I hit a point to where I am just so overwhelmed and I've got past client referrals and I've got more stuff coming in for the database, I think it's at that point in time I would start adding more agents to the team. Yeah, or you can refer it out and just take the money. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I, I would never <laughs> never halt growth. You know, I I work great under pressure, so just bring it on, man. The more the merrier. So that's perfect. Well, I really appreciate your insight. Thank you so much for being yeah. on. All good. No worries. At any time, feel free to reach out. If you got anything ever happening here in Vegas, give me a shout. Uh, also, we've got a lot of events coming through our, our city. We'd love to see you in person. Cool. Thank you. No worries. Bye. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Trevor Ainsworth. Hey, Trevor. How you doing? I'm excellent. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? Great. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So Trevor is actually a licensed real estate agent and the whole team, they do Vermont, Connecticut, Rhode Island, even Florida. You should be in Florida right now, Trevor. I can see you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the other reason I wanted to talk to you today is he has a really cool solution um, called Shout Boss. And we want to talk a little bit about that and how that pertains to like buying leads and lead follow-up. So Trevor, what exactly is Shout Boss? Boss. Well, so we'll just rewind a little bit to why Shout Boss and then what it Perfect. is. So, um, about five years ago, our team, um, we're in a lot of states, we're busy, we buy a lot of leads. We, um, we do both seller side and buyer side. And mm-hmm. don't let any listing agent fool you that says, we don't buy leads, they all buy expired leads, or they, have, or they wouldn't be driving around, you know, they don't drive up down the street with a notebook and write down FISBO phone numbers. They pay yeah. for those. Leads. So, even sellers, agents buy leads. So, we had a really good, strong sell side and really strong buy side. Our buy side was was typically funded by leads we purchased. Um, okay. Like a lot of people, Zillow, Realtor.com, you know, Quazo, Zbuyer, all the places you buy leads from. Facebook leads became really big. And we had a lot of agents on the team and not all of them were good at making phone calls. And sure. we're in the relationship building business, not in the necessarily Judy the Time Life Operator phone call business. <laughs> Although it's important because if you're not calling your leads, somebody else is. Right. So we basically said, we've got to have a better way to get leads to our buyer's agents in such a way that changes their mindset of an outgoing phone call, which is scary, to an incoming phone call, mm. which makes you blossom. Not so, scary. Not yes. scary. Yes. You nailed it. I mean, it's, it's much more fun to get a phone call than to make one when you don't know the person you're making the phone call to. Right. So we came up with a little solution that we made. It was ugly. It looked like AOL Instant Messenger. It looked like a Microsoft <laughs> spreadsheet. We used it for about three and a half years. And then we had some friends use it. And then one morning, a guy called us and said, where do I put my credit card in to buy this? I'm like, we don't sell it. And all of a sudden, we're like, we better figure out how to sell it fast. Yeah. So we did. And what our solution is, basically, agents are buying leads, and they should. Um, Every company, even Amazon pays for leads. If you go to Google and there's an Amazon ad, it means they're buying leads. So Mm -hmm. any company that wants to scale or any business that wants to scale or any agent from solo agent to mega team, you cannot scale without leads. You can't do it. Right. You need leads. Unless you had a massive family. Yeah. <laughs> and most people don't have 100,000 people. And buys a lot of real estate. Buys a lot of real estate, right? I mean, how is that happening? So um, you're buying leads and you're paying for them. And most agents, if you're getting 50 leads a month, or 100 leads a month, it's a lot of phone calls. Yeah. Um, as we know, you got to respond to a lead within five minutes. So they could be somewhere else because the time set that somebody is on the internet is like a minute it's like and a half. five seconds, I think, Trevor. Right? At least yeah. five seconds, just barely. I mean, I call a guy in 10 seconds and he's like, I didn't fill out any forms. I'm like, <laughs> you did, like 10 seconds ago. That was a week ago. But they never, ever remember this stuff. So we got to get to them right away to get to that no like, and trust factor. Yeah. So we put this thing together for our team, which is basically, a lead comes in, without you doing anything, it instantly sends out a ringless voicemail 
drops it right into the cell phone. Um, is it your voice? My voice, your voice, anybody's okay. voice. We record, so they record we it. Okay. Yeah, we have some scripts in there that you can use. And we find that obviously the voice isn't the most important thing in getting a lead to call you back, but they hear your voice. They hear you're genuine. They hear you're excited about helping them. Sure. And that starts the process. Mm -hmm. Then a text message goes out. Then another email goes out. Then another text message. Voicemail three hours later. On day one, each brand new lead gets five touches. Now, wow. if you've got time to make five touches to every lead that comes in on day one, you're probably not doing a whole lot of business because that's a lot of time. That's a lot. And you need to do this because the big teams that are out there have ISAs doing it or okay. they have services like us doing it. And they're, you're competing with them and it's tough to compete. Everything's going up level-wise. So everyone's leveling up. So a couple of things we figured out was if we're able to get a voicemail in there that first day, get a text message in the first day, you might not get a response the first day, but the person on the other end is like, huh, this guy's persistent. They followed up with me. Tomorrow, they get a text and an email. The next day, they get another voicemail. They're like, this guy's following up. So the reason why voicemail is so important right now and phone call is not, which used to be, so I've been in the business almost 20 years, even as far as eight years ago, when I made a phone call, somebody answered the phone. Yeah. I could call my best friend today. He doesn't know the number I'm they calling. Answer. So... And when they do answer a brand new lead answers, the first thing out of their mouth is, take me off your list. Yeah. But with a ringless voicemail, one, they have no chance to say, take me off your list. Okay. <laughs> they don't get your voice. They don't answer the phone anyway, but if I'm laying on my couch, eating Cheetos, watching a game or TV or whatever, and the phone rings, I don't answer it, but I look at the voicemail because everyone's voicemail reads it to them these days and you click on voicemail yep. or listens to it. Yeah. So we've, we've found some statistics that 96% of all people with a cell phone actually listen to or read their voicemails before they delete them. Wow. But only 30% of people will answer a phone call. Interesting. Yeah. So huh. really in, in, in the last year or so, this has become very important because everyone with a cell phone now, if you have Verizon, you have that new spam arrestor that says potential yeah. spam when the phone rings. So annoying. Like, who's going to answer that? Nobody. And that's what happens on my phone because I make a lot of cold calls and yeah. they tell me it said potential spam. I'm like, that's weird. Well, that's weird. But yeah, you know, I'm like, who, who would answer that phone call? Yeah, yeah. They know anyway, exactly. They already know who you are, but they're still answering your phone call. <laughs> so if we can get a voicemail into their box with your voice, enthusiastic, excited, really quick, short, sweet message, some texts to follow up, some emails to follow up. One thing that happens in the first three days is your low hanging fruit will respond. Call back. Sure. And with our or service, text back or whatever. Yeah. They don't need to go. You can use the dashboard, but everything goes right to your cell phone. You don't need an app. Nothing special. The text will go right to your text. Phone call will go right to your phone. Nice. Very simple. So you have a way to do it like from like our phone number because a lot of companies like they will send texts, but they can't do it from your actual phone number. Well, okay. So here's what we do. We mask your phone number because you may not want your phone number ringing right away. You may not want your phone number all the way out there. So you pick a phone, you sign up with Shopboss, you pick a phone number with your, with, with your local market, your okay. area code, although you pick a phone number similar. And the reason we do that is because when people text back and forth, uh -huh. that phone number is the, is the shuttle between the dashboard, which shows all the communications. So you okay. can go back to the dashboard and see every text you sent and every reply. Got it. Okay. You can see okay. if they called you or not. And also what it does is when they call or text from that number, it shuts the campaign off. That way they're not getting a redundant message. Nice. That's so um, interesting. It's cool. And at seven days is the initial campaign. 15 touches over seven days. Now, if a lead does not respond to that seven days, it automatically flows into a long-term nurture. 18 more touches for 12 months with five more voicemails, five more text messages. and eight That's more better than what I'm doing. I do like a phone call, a text, and an email. And then I'm like, 
I'm tired. <laughs> I did the same thing. All right, it's tiring. And then the it's worst annoying. part is, it's like, call back to <laughs> yeah, then you get some guy on the phone as a jerk, and he's like, rah, 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 and then it ruins your day. <laughs> <laughs> so with Shop Boss, we don't get a chance to ruin your day. You don't get a chance for the lead to say, take me off your list. All we give a chance to do is the lead to listen to your voice, yeah. hear the way you speak, the way you sound, enthusiastic, the way you your genuine voice is, and it gets some really cool pre-written text messages, like text message day one is, are you looking for a home to live in or fix and flip like HGTV? Nice. Everybody responds to that. Like too generic, you're saying. Yeah, and we want to engage them with an answer. Like the whole point of Shop Boss is not to. If anyone says they're going to give you a system that runs buyers and sellers to your hand with a check, it's it's, they're lying. This puts the bridge between you, the lead, and the chance of you being able to speak with them on a nicer level than reaching out to them. Well, it's a more automated way. So like what I hear you saying is like, yes, you should buy leads. And if you're going to buy them, have a system in place. And this is a system that can allow you like to make sure that it actually gets done. The follow-up actually gets done. And you as the agent can go and talk to maybe like your sphere or like other leads. And you know that these are being followed up with because let's be frank, we're not doing it. Bingo. That's, I mean, that's it. And I mean, that's the whole reason why we made this thing five years ago. That, that statement right there. And as we talk, yeah, you know, we all think about it. We just happened to one of my guys on my team was like, I know some engineer developers with, let's call them up and see if they'll build us something. That's awesome. The money we spent, but it worked, you know, we used, it was our secret weapon for three years. Uh, It really was. uh, Yeah, because you have to, like, people are getting so many, I don't, I mean, they're getting so much every day, like pinging them and blah, 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 blah. Like you have to stay in front of them and when they're ready, but the only way to do that is to continue to contact them over a variety of different ways. And they will respond in the way of the preferred communication. Sure. Exactly. Then yeah. that's nailed it again. The, the, the channel that they responded to you on is the mm-hmm. channel you want to reach out to them the second time yeah. after, you know, and the whole point again, shop boss is to just get an engagement. Get the lead to respond back to you with a yes or a no or a live-in or fixed flip or yeah, whatever. But once you do that, the thing starts. Cool. You're able to talk and you take them off there and you put them in your CRM. So no, you're done. Exactly. It's, it's so a, it's, if they want more information, is it how is it www.shoutboss.com? Yep. S-H-O-U-T-B-O-S-S shoutboss.com. And then we will we'll we're basically all realtors that own it, the three of us, and you're gonna get one of the three of us on the phone when you sign up because we do the live setups over the phone one on one with every single person. We don't wow. leave our brothers and sisters in real estate hanging. We don't. We're, <laughs> That's we're great. Well, I really bit. appreciate you coming on, Trevor. Thanks so much. Yeah, well listen, if you're buying leads, you everyone should, but you should have a follow-up process place where you're wasting money. Yeah, or else it's worth not worth it. No, I yeah, I understand completely. Cool. Yeah. We always say if you're not following up with your leads, your leads will find an agent that will follow up for them. You're right. All right. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks. You too. Have a good one. Hey, everybody. I'm here with James Hoff. Hey, James. How you doing? Good. What's happening? Excellent. So I am so excited to have James on. He is a licensed agent in Orange County, California. And about two years ago, he started the Reroll podcast, which has now developed into a great coaching program. So we're excited about that. I got to listen to some of your podcasts. It's excellent information (laughs) for agents. And I love how you're still doing the business and um, just kind of going at it from that direction rather than being out of the business talking about coaching. So that's pretty cool. Appreciate that. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about that I'm hoping you could share some insights on are, what do you think about agents buying leads? 
Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I think it's like the worst thing ever. Uh, tell I, me more. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, and you cut me off because I could talk for days about this, but like, I think one of the most crippling things an agent can do for their, for their business in general and their long-term career in real estate is give all of the control to another company. Mm. And we do that every time we buy leads. And okay. uh, a lot of people say, oh, well, if you're a new agent, the best way to start is to buy leads until you know how to generate sure. leads. And my thought is, no, if you're a new agent, take generate. all the money you were going to use to buy leads and take like a month off and just go learn how to lead generate and right. then do that for the rest of your career because that gives you longevity. I 100% agree with you. I wonder though, I kind of think about like, I think that agents though should buy that data for like the expireds, for the for sale by owners, but you don't consider that buying leads? So I don't consider that buying leads. I actually, I have a, a term that I use, I call it data mining. Okay. Um, so one of the things like, uh, and I don't just teach it, but like I do this for my own business, right? right. Is, is I, I legitimately figure out who I want to target. I go out and I mine the data for it. And then I just go hammer that home. Now I will tell you though, and this is one thing that I spent a lot of time studying just as an agent. Okay. So many people think that the best place to get the data is from the companies that just sell data to real estate agents. Because okay, they'll say, right. oh, I want, but like, oh, this is the best uh, platform to buy expired phone numbers. Yeah. There are way better places to buy phone numbers and there's better places to, buy, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. just, so what I learned to do is to, th there are times that I've subscribed to some of these lead generation, lead by lead services, right? Yeah. But I do it to see what the lead is or what the quality of the contact is. And then I see if I can reverse engineer that on my own. And then okay. I figure out how to, how to do that. Well, how much time though are you spending kind of, and what is the result of you reverse engineering that? Like I would think in my head, I'm thinking, gosh, it seems like it's just easier to buy the leads off of Vulcan or Red X or whatever people use and then just do that. Well, I'll give you a good example. Okay. So let's take like expireds, which is easily regarded as the most saturated and like popular form of sure. I want to yeah. buy expireds. Right. Everyone goes, what's the best place to get expired contacts off of like Red X, Vulcan 7, Mojo, like, you know, whatever. whatever, pick one. Yeah. And I'm like, actually, it's the MLS. And they're like, well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> right, yeah, that's it what it's I did. The, it's yeah. the MLS. But here's why. Because I don't cold call. I, I direct mail all the expireds. And then people go, oh, that's oh. stupid, man. I'll, I'm going to get in front of way more people, uh, like direct mail, snail mail, that's going to take forever. Nope. I literally, like one of the agents I work with up in Northern California, sent uh -huh. out 128 expired letters. Yeah. In one day, 24 yeah. hours, he had a signed listing agreement. Nice. They shut their phone off. But, but what I told him is I said, this is cool because if you go and buy, and I don't want to knock any of the lead gen sources, but if you, uh, if you go and buy the phone numbers, right? If yeah. you had a list of 100 expireds, yeah. then you're going to end up with, say, 75 phone numbers. And then yeah. maybe 25 to 35 of those are going to be real phone numbers. Okay. So if so you're I not get really... the same list, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I pulled the same list off of the MLS and I have 100% of the addresses. So, yeah. right. Hey, you know what? But for those who cold call, it's a great supplement <laughs> yeah. because it helps fill in the void. But 
the point is, is I think that not only brokerages, but a lot of training institutions really push people to these resources yeah. that are not complete. And then what happens is the real estate agent starts thinking about lead generation in the form of, oh, I have to subscribe to this source that gives me contacts or yeah. gives me leads or gives me whatever. Right. And it, it creates this like misinformation when in reality, an agent could spend a little time, build the infrastructure on the front end. And we're not talking big infrastructure here. No, it's just but, like pull it and then you can have a yeah. like an assistant send it or something like you don't or have then to do you it. have your routine down and you're like, Oh, well, now that I know how to do this, I could duplicate it in like a 10th of the time. Two seconds. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Wow. So helpful. Thank you so <laughs> much for being on. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're super welcome. What else you got? Anything? <laughs> we'll catch you next time. All right, take care. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm here with Mark Peebles. Hi, Mark. Hey there, Jennifer. How are you? Great. And he is with NavX Realty, and that services Dayton, Ohio. So I appreciate you coming on, Mark. And we were talking about should agents buy leads? What do you think? Man, that is such a tough question. And I've actually pondered on that. And I do believe that there is a time and certain circumstances to buy leads. Mm -hmm. But, and when I say but, I think it's a pretty big but, you know? Oh, no. um, it's I like think that song. Yeah, it is. I like, I like big butts. <laughs> as long as you know where the butt goes and what, right. um, what you're doing with it. But honestly, if you are going to buy leads, you got to have a plan, you've got to have a system. And you've got to be committed to the follow-up. And so that's the key I right there. There's a, yeah, mm -hmm. there's a time and a place for it. Uh, but for as for me and my team, uh, we are very heavily focused on relationships, our past mm -hmm. relationships, and building future strategic relationships that will lead to long-term sustainability in the business. That's and so, great. so I, I think there's a time and a place but there's that but in there. Yeah. And I think if you want to sustain in the business, you have to be about uh, building relationships. What about when you first started? Were you as heavily focused on relationships or were you buying leads or cold calling? So when I first came into the business, I started out, I remember every morning coming in and I bought leads from the Red X and mm -hmm. I would get all of the expireds every day and I would <laughs> jump on the phone and basically pound the phones all morning yeah. and, and be, you know, trying to schedule appointments for the afternoon. Um, the great thing about that is that a lot of those families that I was able to work with during that time, today, I still have great relationships with them. Nice. Know? Yeah. And so, so yes, I did do it for a period. However, I, I ended up ultimately shifting away from that. And now we have such a heavy focus on building the relationships and, and maintaining relationships within the sphere of influence, you know, generating those, those referrals from people who know and trust us, focusing awesome. on being in communication with past clients, and, and then going out and building new strategic relationships. Well, do you have a tip that you'd like to offer the listeners on building? Because that sounds a lot like um, kind of business like business referrals. Is that what it is when you say strategic relationships? Yeah. So one of our strategic relationships over the years has been with one of the big health networks in our market. Mm -hmm. And so now we've had this relationship for 35 years. And so wow. a lot of what we've done 
is maintain those relationships. And as you can imagine, when I say 35 years, by the way, my dad's been in this business 47. <laughs> okay. You didn't start when you were a baby, I, you're saying. I did not. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but that said, um, my dad had built relationships over the years. And then I've been in this business for um, 13 years now, since 2006. And I've gone in and expanded the relationships. We've expanded the departments within the health network that we work with. Okay. And then, uh, strategically, you know, there's shifts in departments. There's new people sure. who come in. We've always sought to build new relationships within those departments. Um, but then, like, you know, a couple of years ago, there was a, there was a uh, you know, C-level individual who came in for another uh, manufacturing company in town. Mm-hmm. And it's a manufacturing company that brings a lot of people into the market. And so building that strategic relationship, number one, started, let me do a great job working for you. Since exactly. it was someone that I probably got off of a Zillow or Realtor.com or something back right. then. Um, but ultimately, you know, leveraging that relationship and building the trust to be able to say, hey, as you're bringing new people into the company from out of the area, mm-hmm. who's selling them? on why to come to the Dayton market, who is taking them on that initial tour to talk about the rich history here and the things to do, places to go, uh, places to eat, like what makes our city special and why would I ever want to Well, you know what makes it special, Mark? It's because you're so close to Cincinnati. Well, that's probably what it is. You know, (laughs) hey, little bit of knowledge for you is that Dayton is called the gym city. Do you know why? No. It's thought that Dayton was the gem in the Queen's crown, you know, so. Oh, the so the City. Queen is, yeah, Cincinnati. Yep. So, nice. so that, yes, it is. It is special <laughs> because we're close to Cincinnati, so. But that brings up a good point. So, like, as you're dealing with clients from wherever you get them, like, learn a little bit. Your, your suggestion is learn a little bit about them. See if there's um, a way that you can help each other mm-hmm. in the business that they're doing or whatever. Or if you're the type of person that does networking and like at the chamber or something like that, just building those strategic relationships mm-hmm. that way could be a good way. Yep, absolutely. Which is and technically sort of buying leads too, you know? It, it kind of is, but it's mm-hmm. it's putting you face to face with people. And that's one of the challenges I've always had with Zillow and Realtor.com and Trulia and all of the places where you can buy leads is getting that face to face is what's so difficult. And there was a period, probably a a three year period that we did buy leads from those sources. Uh And if we got face to face with them, there was a high percentage that they were going to work with us. It was just getting that face to face. And I mean, I'll be honest, having the system in place and following through and following following up, you know, like, like I think of it this way, like someone random calls you and says, I saw your name on a sign and I want to talk to you about selling my house. Now, every good agent's going to follow up on that, of course. Um, Right. No, but if someone calls and they say, hey, uh, Damon Morris, I'm using an example of a good friend of mine that has referred business to me. Damon Morris said, you're the best agent in the world and I need to be talking to you. Great. Because, because of that relationship that I have with Damon and because I value the fact that he trusted me so much, I am not going to lose on the follow-up with that, right? Right. right. As I'll have others that go by the wayside because it came from whatever source, but that one 
that came from a person that I value and respect and appreciate so much, you know, that, that leads going to mean a whole lot more to me and be a lot easier to convert. It'd be a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and those are some good tips. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too. We hope you enjoyed diving deeper into this week's topic with our real estate heavyweights. If you're interested in becoming a featured heavyweight, please reach out through our toe-to-toe podcast Facebook page. 